they'll stop the signal. Hey guys, welcome to The Signal. Uh, I did not publish on Friday, as you probably noticed. Um, Roll and I had a great rip. We were both uh, pretty ripped and uh, we're pretty passionate about Bitcoin and the the, the, the internet gods uh, took that one from me. I'm still going to try to clean up that audio uh, if I can. We just, there's some Zencaster issue and uh, publish it either here or uh, maybe on the Patreon. Um, unfortunately, it just, it, it didn't pan out, but I brought Rolo back on and then I also upgraded and we've got Steppy here as well. Uh, so guys, thanks for joining me for this episode of The Signal. Uh, Rolo, what's going on, man? Not much. Um, I think we said fag too many times. Yeah, we episode. certainly might have. Certainly might have. That's <laughs> absolutely a lot of people. A... <laughs> Called a lot of people that. It's, it's a possibility. I might even say probability. Steppy, what's going on with you? Oh, not much. I'm glad you finally have a real Bitcoin expert on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I roll. I texted uh, Steppy earlier. I was like, dude, dude you got to come on the signal uh, tonight. And what did you say? Like deep nerd shit? Or yeah, something I, about... are, are you guys <laughs> going to do deep nerd shit? Because I don't want to ruin that vibe. <laughs> I was like, we might get into some deep nerd shit, but, uh, you know, not necessarily all of it. I definitely want to get get some get some more gentlemen in here for uh, some opinions because we've had a lot of stuff happen in the last week. Um, it's one of those, you know, three, four, five day periods where I feel like a lot happened, um, and not all of it was. What's that metaphor with the duck? You know, traveling along the surface of the water, and his feet are 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 turning, you know, harder than than you know, or than you can see. It feels like that has been happening with the United States and a lot of global entities. Um, but the primary things I want to focus on today are some of the things that Jack has been tweeting. We uh, the internet, or at least our side of the internet, exploded. I think that was on Friday with him. Was that on Friday, guys? Saturday? Yeah. Sunday? I think it was Saturday. Uh, okay. I, I think it was it was Friday. It, it happened live during a not a podcast recording. Oh, okay. Okay. Um so Jack, the is he the CEO of Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I think he still CEO. is, yeah. Okay. I mean he's heavily involved. He was the 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 starter of it, uh of Twitter. Um tweeted out unprompted, uh tweeted out a link to uh, the Mises, li- the online Mises library uh, version of the PDF of anatomy of the state, which if you're listening to this and you, I can't imagine that I, I imagine that there are plenty of TLE listeners that uh, are not Rothbardians, but I can't imagine that you're listening to this and are not at least familiar with anatomy of the state, but it is a red pilling uh, short book uh, by Murray Rothbard, who is, I would say is a right side uh, libertarian anarchist um, and it's, uh, basically a, a red pulling manual. Um, I would put it in the same category as the law of by Bastiat or, um, no, uh, 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 the constitution of North, no authority by Spooner, um, and probably several others, but it, it's a super bizarre. It's not that bizarre, I guess. Uh, if you, if you've been following Jack, uh, but it is bizarre for him to be tweeting it out. So, um, could I, I, w- I want to go around the table and I want to get, uh, and, 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 and to preface that Jack has 5.5 million followers, probably most of them are in, are in the U S I would guess. And, um, this is a very, very, if you're not familiar with it, this is a very, very, 
it's not a controversial book because most people haven't heard of it, but it would be a controver controversial book if people had heard of it. I think that would be a decent way to describe it. So I want to go around the table and get first reactions, and then I want to dive into this, and then I want to dive into some other stuff that might be uh, related to it. So um, Rolo, you want to kick this thing off with your thoughts on this? Sure. Um, for people keyed into the Bitcoin space, it was... I don't want to say it was something that you necessarily like were expecting to see Jack tweet, but it wasn't like a total shock to us because he's been going down the Bitcoin rabbit hole for a while in a, in a very serious way. Um, he's been, you know, his companies have been, uh, you know, giving grants and supporting Bitcoin core developers and, you know, Square and Cash App, his other companies have been have been doing a lot of work with Bitcoin being, you know, one of the better exchanges out there, at least more popular ones. And, and they've been kind of really sticking to the, the, the Bitcoin ethos and everything. So um, and then in interviews that he's done and talks he's given, you know, he's he's talked the talk for a while and um, also has been walking the walk pretty well. And so when you see what he's doing in the Bitcoin space. Uh, advancing liberty from that direction. Um, and then you hear some of the other stuff he's been saying, which has included um, talking about figuring out a way to make Twitter a decentralized protocol mm -hmm. to avoid all of the, the censorship and nonsense that goes on with running a large centralized social media platform. Um, you know, I think, I think he's been an ally for a long time and I know that, you know, his company Twitter's done all sorts of weird things, but you know, everyone wants the other guy to be a hero. And, uh, if he was going to be some super in your face, aggressive and cap, and I don't know if he's an and cap or not probably isn't, well, who knows? I mean, but like if he tried to do that with Twitter, he would get shut down like instantly. So, um, it's, it's kind of a tough line for a guy like him um, to, you know, be the CEO of such a major platform like Twitter when he's just in every, everyone's crosshairs, much more powerful people than he is. Um, so, I mean, I think you got to take what he does with Twitter and it's not, you know, he banned, he banned someone on Twitter or no, Twitter, if someone gets banned on Twitter and people go at Jack, like, Jack, why did you do this? Like, mm -hmm. he's, he's yeah. not, he's not doing stupid low level stuff like that. You know, there's other people in the company. So, yeah, I mean, if you, I think he's overall a, a good player for us. And, um, especially when you kind of put things into context of what's going on and, and, and just not, not be just totally surprised, um, because you haven't been paying attention to what he's been doing before this. Totally agree. I, I, I would say, and, and I want to dive in when I, after we get Steppy's take, but I would say if I, if there was anything I would modify, I would say he's a useful player for us. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and maybe not necessarily always a good player, but a useful player. Um, but also maybe a good player too. We'll see. Steppy, what are you, uh, what are, what are your initial thoughts on this? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, there's a lot of pipelines in uh, in and around <laughs> libertarianism, uh -huh, and yeah. uh, Jack, I think, ran the uh, libertarianism to Bitcoin pipeline backwards. Uh, yeah, which is I, I, like I don't really, you know, know his full ethos or anything, but he's clearly at least uh, 
not dismissive of these ideas and finds them interesting enough that he thinks other people should see them. And I, I think it's safe to say, uh, just without like doing some envelope math about it, but I, I, I think, you know, at least thousands or ten thousands of complete normies uh, saw that uh, Anatomy of the State link mm-hmm. uh, and probably read it all the way through. Yeah. With someone who, you know, has millions of eyeballs on every tweet he sends. 5.5. Yeah. Well, and and that's just, you know, I don't And that's just his that. direct followers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I think the amount of people who actually like interface with Jack tweets and don't have him blocked is probably more like, you know, tens of millions. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh so yeah, I I think uh no, it's just it's a beautiful thing to see, you know. Like I I I think uh I don't really have an appreciation for Twitter as a company necessarily. I, mm-hmm. I think yeah. like most social media giants, uh it is infested with, you know, demonic rainbow-haired people. Uh but uh it's probably the best of the worst. If you look at something like Facebook, I I mean like top yeah. down Facebook is rotten. I, 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 I have to agree. And I, I think that there Twitter, I, there are reasons that I, I dislike Twitter, but at the end of the day, like Bitcoin Twitter has been one of the best things for me in my life, uh, ever. I mean, it's changed the, 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 the direction of my life. Um, it's, it's, uh, profoundly useful. Um, there are censorship things that, that irritate me. Um, there, are, there are certain things about Twitter that irritate me, but, uh, by and large, um, and, and, and I mean, you know, to double down on that as well, like particularly with COVID, there was some, some really, really irritating censorship stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's an imperfect platform and that's just the way things go. And it's, and it's centralized and, and what Rollo was alluding to, and it's something that I was reading very recently on uh, his tweet is that they're, they're making efforts to decentralize it, which you may be rolling your eyes at if you're a listener, but I actually have some pretty deep, uh, I think there are some pretty deep reasons that he would make that move. Um, I'd like to present y'all with my thoughts on it and then maybe we can pick it apart. Um, so I'm going to ramble here for like five minutes on a couple of things that I want to touch on basically regarding Jack, regarding the state of um, the United States, the state of the globe, and then his potential motivations um, so I think that Jack, I, I don't believe that Jack is particularly ideologically driven. Um, he may be, but, uh, I, I don't gather that he is. Um, but I think he, I think he's a sharp guy and I think he knows where we are in, in history. I think that he understands that he has a, uh, I think he understands his position in history, or or at least he understands that he could realize a certain position in history. So in the broader scheme of things, um, pre- presumably, presumably he has been reading some kind of Austrian economics. I, I can't imagine that you would tweet out a, a na- you know such an esoteric book as Anatomy of the State by Murray Rothbard without ever having brushed against and particular and I can't imagine that you would have been exposed to the Bitcoin world without ever having being exposed to any of the more uh hardcore Austrian points of view. Um I think he understands where we're at with regards to the central banking long cycle and that there is going to have to be a renegotiation globally of where everyone is at financially. Uh, 
um, monetarily. Uh, and I don't think it's that uh, far-fetched to think that he is hitching his wagons to Bitcoin because he owns a gigantic internet company through which Bitcoin can be integrated um, to give him a shitload of power, money, and influence. Um, and and when, when you're looking at transitioning, if you, if you look at us diving into this long cycle reset where we don't really know what happens on the other side, and broadly speaking, you can say, okay, the US comes out and they just punt for a while and say, okay, we're still the hegemon, um, or uh, Eastern powers can take more uh, more of the uh, monetary power in the world, or we have this third option that is this global stateless money. I don't see why he wouldn't hitch his wagons to that, being that he owns an internet company. Um, and not just an internet company, but a, a, a hugely expansive uh, media company. And in this age, when you look at, at what has been able to be accomplished through media with COVID, um, the 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 power of media, the power of influence through media is is is, is it defies even it defies logic. It's crazy. It, it, you can, you can just control so much. So I think that you know when people are looking at this at, at, at Jack's tweets particularly with respect to anatomy of the state, what the fuck is happening in 19, what the fuck happened in 1971, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think that you need to think of Jack, not necessarily as a good libertarian or a bad libertarian, or I think he is a, uh, a dude looking for more power, money, and influence. And he's seeing his opportunity as having a gigantic international media company that can be attached to native internet money and he's and and he doesn't have to answer to anyone if that's the way the wind blows. I mean, is that uh, is that too far fetched for anyone, Rollo? No, I don't think so. Um, I don't actually necessarily agree with it. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean I think it's bad or like incorrect. Um, this is if if it is exactly. How you're saying it is, this is what winning looks like. Me too. Yeah, I, I agree. Because like you're saying, like I said, oh, he's a he's a friend or uh, you know whatever of of our movement. And you said, well, maybe he's just a tool. It doesn't really matter because his actions are producing the same things. Exactly. No, no, no. A hundred percent agree. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, it's. Uh, I, I mean, this is this is the the. Bitcoin fixes this meme is that once people start using Bitcoin, it starts to like, you don't have to worry about Jackie getting involved in Bitcoin and and Mm -hmm. changing it. Uh, We've already seen that, you know, many times people try to do that and they utterly fail every time, but there's certain ways that hard money works that it it puts people into better lanes than they would otherwise, because it it lowers time preference and everything. Um, one of the things that really had an impact on the way I view Jack was back when he first started talking about Bitcoin and lightning stuff, uh, Stefan Levera had him on his podcast uh, with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Stark talking about Twitter and Bitcoin and lightning and, and social media and all this kind of stuff. And I remember listening to that and coming away with it being like, dude, Jack might have always been a cypherpunk. 
yeah. always been a guy who like this is like his goal has always been the same goal. He was he put together a company and it got huge. And then he had to kind of put on the corporate suit and tie and, and do what he had to do, biding his time. Um, and I just looked up when that episode was. Do you, do you remember that episode, Car? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Do you, do you remember when that was actually? No, I don't. February 2019. Okay. Well. So it's been a while. Yeah, it's um, been a minute. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's, it's, I, he was, he was, and I, what episode was people want to go it was uh episode 52 of the stefan levera podcast um i recommend for someone that's curious because i'm sure a lot of people actually have never heard jack give a talk they've probably only read things about him or seen him tweet a few things here and there but i recommend going back and listening to that and, and hearing what he has to say um it's always interesting to hear wildly successful really intelligent people talk <laughs> for sure yeah they, you know regardless of if you agree with their politics or not um they're successful for a reason so if nothing else there it's 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 just interesting to hear a guy like that think think things through but i mean he was all about decentralizing stuff and and leveraging the lightning network for twitter all the way back then and um yeah, which even, is pretty wild. I mean, for anybody that is not super familiar with Lightning, that 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 really was Wild West. I mean, there there was, it was pretty tough to even set up a Lightning node in those days. Like that was, yeah. and he even said, I think it uh, was a Bitcoin Miami conference. He got criticized for being like you know censoring speech and stuff on on Twitter and all the bad stuff. And he said, no, I mean it's. That that is a a, a well taken hit because that's what happened. So he's like, "Don't judge me by my words on this because I could say whatever I want, but but judge me by what my actions are." And uh, you know, so far he's he's chugging along a pretty good path. So, uh, but you know, I just want to reiterate that. I mean, my 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 view on Jack might be more of a reach and maybe, you know, <laughs> me projecting onto him or something. So I'm interesting to hear what, uh, what Steppy has to say with this, but let me just reiterate again that it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and this is why, right, right. this is why they, Bitcoin's so amazing and why we're yes. so bullish on it is because it, it, it aligns incentives really, really well. Yep. And, and that, before we toss it over to Steppy, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the bigger point that I was trying to make when I, uh, in, in the beginning was that at the end of the day, it doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter what Jack thinks. As long as he's funneling people into Bitcoin, it really kind of doesn't matter. And he's doing a really good job of funneling into Bitcoin, people into Bitcoin. And that has that positive feedback loop of saying, if he really understands the power of Bitcoin and he really understands what's going on here, um, he is probably going to try to align his behaviors in the back end as long as he, well, if he can clear himself from state influence. I, I, I do think that a lot of the, 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 the censorship and stuff like that that comes with Twitter is probably a lot more state mandated, well, soft mandate or, or however you want to view it than probably his, his personal view would be. But again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter. His Jack, doesn't matter and that's the right. cool part about this but also let me let me just throw this in okay. um in the last two years how who has done more for liberty than jack 
I'm not saying well, I'm not saying there haven't been people who have done more. No, no, no. It's I a great it's a great question. I yeah. think there's a pretty short list of people that he's yeah. on on par with. Yeah. Um, between all the stuff that he's done with Bitcoin and yeah. and uh, you're, you're and probably just tweeting right. out like what other 5.5 million uh, follower account on Twitter is going to tweet out a book on Rothbard. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a weird space to to be in to say that, but you're you're right. I mean, he's been funding Bitcoin development. He's uh you know, he's been he's a lot of what I know about Bitcoin came from Twitter. Came from his platform. A lot of what a lot of people know about Bitcoin came from his platform, came from Twitter. Uh A lot of people so own now own Bitcoin because of Cash because App. Because of because of Cash App. Yeah, and and I still I, I built my whole stack through Cash App. Yeah, so. dude. I mean, so here we go. Like so Jack Shell Jack Shell. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, the, the, I guess the, the point that I want to remain clear is that nobody here is saying that Jack has to be good or has to be bad or that we believe that he's good or that we believe that he's bad. He's just bringing a lot of people into Bitcoin. And ultimately, at least me and Rolo, and I think Steppy too, would say that the more people that get funneled into Bitcoin, the better. And I would say that there is another uh, kind of a grill pill here is that every now and then I see somebody take a poll in Bitcoin Twitter about whether they learn from Austrian economics from Bitcoin or Bitcoin from Austrian economics. And that has totally flipped to the point where everybody like the, these polls are overwhelming that people have heard of Austrian economics through first becoming exposed to Bitcoin. And, um, I think that's a, a huge white pill, like the, like the just, get people interested in Bitcoin and, and they take care of the rest. And so I, for that, I think Jack is, is should be applauded. So Steppy, what, uh, why don't you hop in and give us the overall thoughts about this, uh, this situation and, and anything sure, else yeah. you want to add? well, first I look forward to a future where the money is so sound that no one even knows what Austrian economics is yeah, like, right. a, a, like a fish who doesn't know Amen. that they're in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think it's correct that it really doesn't matter what Jack's internal motivations are. Nonetheless, it's fun to think about. Um, do I think he really is a passionate, true believer on this stuff? Uh, I don't know, but I would offer the following question. Uh, who, If you're talking to normies, not Bitcoiners, uh, let's say like you're talking to people who work in Silicon Valley or something. It's a slightly more uh, savvy audience. Who do you think the most famous Bitcoin maximalist is, according to them, if you just start pulling a party in California? Yeah. Like maximalist. Because a lot of people are going to want to say Elon. But like, you know, he's a clown. So I I actually think Jack is the most famous maximalist in the world. Yeah, Uh, yeah, you're you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. so there's certainly it, it, there's almost an analog with like you know how it's sort of like Trump is a genius at like figuring out where the people wanted politics to go and just mm-hmm. like being the guy they wanted. I think Jack maybe is just being the guy that the internet wants in a good way. Like I think he's a populist. Yeah. Yeah, that that certainly could be the case certainly could be the case i i i will at the end of the day come back on the i hope that he's a a populist in some sense especially like an internet populist i don't i mean that's kind of a weird term but uh 
I, I hope that that's the case. Um, but I think that it, I think that a large part of it is just that, like I said, going back to, well, let's do this. Let's do a round table on, um, on the kind of the central banking long cycle and what you guys see in terms of our hegemony and, uh, with respect to the dollar, uh, China and Bitcoin, where, where we think we're all, where everyone thinks we're at, I guess on that. And I know that's super broad and it, it's not uh, very, very pointed, but uh, Rolo, you want to start and give me your opinions on like kind of what that's looking like. And I, I mean, and, and to narrow it down, you could like, you know what I said earlier? Like, I, I do think that Jack is looking at his affairs and saying, where do I throw my capital? Do I throw it with the West? Do I throw it with the East or do I throw it in this new, stateless money. And I think for him, particularly with his existing capital in a gigantic internet media company, the answer should be pretty obvious. So what are your thoughts on that? You mean like where Bitcoin is like generally speak, like where we're at? Yeah. Or like okay. what's going through, what, what what's going through Jack's head? Like uh, what's going what's through going- Jack's head? Why, 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 why would he, why would he tweet anatomy of the state? in in 2021 like what what that that if he tweeted that in 2015 that would be a major problem wouldn't it would it not right why is it why is it okay now why is it why is did he have things trending on twitter now and and he's not on the 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 front page of cnn for being a, a terrorist like what why why is the, that's kind of the the general direction i want to take this oh uh, yeah um, I think people are just so confused and just bewildered by everything that's going on that you yeah. can kind of sneak something like that in right now. And I mean, to, and, and to, be, to be fair, he's not really sneaking because he, right. you know, he, then he, then he followed up with what the fuck happened in 1971. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was just time. I think, <laughs> Why? Think, so yeah so like that's my question is like is this an indicator is this a canary in the coal mine of some like I jack think, has jack has insights that we don't have like jack is a powerful powerful dude who has people in his uh uh rolodex that we could never dream of um what what do you think is going on here uh, you know i mean i th- think that he is probably starting to recognize that we and again this is probably just me talking you know my projection of my my own thoughts but i think he's starting to recognize that we're basically on the edge of just a tidal wave with bitcoin and he did test the waters a little bit before um or he was he was involved with testing the water when he was uh he was like on some uh what was he on the uh the congressional hearing for oh yeah um so social but he had the he had the block clock behind him yeah yeah, those, yeah that's right that's right was it the most recent epi- uh like round of like sopa or pippa or something like that or? i don't remember what it was something yeah, like, yeah but but case. he had the block clock behind him, which for those yeah. that are unfamiliar with it the block Moscow clock time yes is a is a is like a, an analog um digital clock that shows different bitcoin stats so it'll show 
the current block height, the price of Bitcoin in dollars, and then the amount of sats per dollar. And that was that popped up behind him while he was doing this interview. And there was some like journalist or something who like had no idea what was going on, but he saw a digital clock that had four digits. It was like 1752. And this guy's just going out of his mind, trying like racking his brain, trying to figure out why in the world this, this was going on at like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever time it was. Why was his clock showing five o'clock? almost six o'clock at night. And he goes, that's what time it was in Russia. Jackson, yeah. Russia. He's a Russian, you know, asset. And people are going, Oh wow, you cracked it. And, and all the Bitcoiners were just laughing at him because they knew exactly what it was. And so I think right which there, is, which is just such a metaphor for like the state of the world. Yes. now, Like yes. in general, <laughs> blaming Russia for like something totally innocuous. And, and I think that was probably something to be like, man, these people just are absolutely still clueless about going what's going on. And then you see what happened in China a few months ago, which a lot of people who might not be all that keyed into to Bitcoin might have not even have been aware of what happened because this whole part of the big FUD against Bitcoin is, oh, all the mining's in China, and if China cracks down on Bitcoin mining, that's the end of Bitcoin. Well, China did crack down on Bitcoin, what, like two months ago or something? Yep. And they effectively banned a lot of the mining, and the hash rate dropped by 50%. Yeah, big drop. And blocks kept coming in, yep. and the network continued, and... Like you were none the wiser. Like if I didn't know, if I wasn't getting the news from people reporting that this was happening, I would have never known. And right. what happened? If you didn't, if you didn't know the hospitals were full, you we you never right. would have. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like all the mining equipment, it moved out of China into other hands, and it goes back online somewhere else. Where so it it was just like a perfect demonstration of what happens when a when a pretty large superpower tries to crack down on Bitcoin. Bitcoin doesn't care. Now it sucked for those miners because they yeah, lost. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. that, that's terrible. But and then you see recently the United States kind of government trying to do some stuff with regulating Bitcoin, and Nancy Pelosi comes out, or was it no? It was Elizabeth Warren came out and said like, "Oh, Bitcoin's terrible and it's destroying yeah. the." And then she got a lot of pushback, and she came out immediately after that and was like, "Well." It's got some purpose in banking the unbanked, so that's that's pretty good. So one of the, just the worst people in the world, the ones that like her, you see her face, and it just like makes your it puts knives in your stomach because of how oh, you just N -n -n just Native American. Yes, just ugh, she's just no. the worst person. That just snooty like smile, Indian. arrogant. Yes, engine look. <laughs> <laughs> I just ruined your recording again. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. but like it put it like someone who's just always been just the less bulldog. Just anti-freedom. Just anti-freedom. And she had to back down immediately on it. And then yeah. the government tried to impose stuff and they had to back down a little bit. And they it just became obvious that they were clueless with what's going on because the regulations about Bitcoin they were trying to and just apps just made no sense at all. So I think you're seeing all this happen and you're seeing governments starting to like wake up and trying to do something about Bitcoin and all of their moves, they're like 15 steps behind Bitcoin. Yeah. They're totally ineffective yeah. and it's going to continue to be like that. And so Jack's like, I think I could make a, I think I can start, start moving the queen on the chessboard now. 
I, that's where I think we're at. That's where I think we're at. I think we're, I think we're, I think Jack is realizing that he's as powerful as pretty much any state actor. And that's probably not necessarily entirely true right now, but I think he's realizing that, that, that his time is coming. Um, and, and I think that it's his positioning as a media company, particularly that's important because when you, we see how important information is. Um, again, not to bring it up again, but in the era of COVID, you see just how crazy you can make people like how, how much influence you can hold over people just with media. And can you imagine if Jack had been censoring any like COVID hysteria posts and it was all just like, this is fine. Like it would totally change the, 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 the course of the game. And I think that Jack knows that. And what I, this is part of my, my kind of my general thesis on Jack's tweets recently is that those tweets were not meant for us i think those were actually saber rattling to other power players in the game and i think that he was letting them know hey i've got some power so why don't you back the fuck off like i that that is that that is ultimately what i think that was about i think it was it it was you know if you look at the united states um government uh coming out like like increasing cryptocurrency regulation which would of course affect jack's business uh with 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 money transmitter stuff and whatever was what went on in that infrastructure bill jack said okay yeah you want to do that okay here's this i'm tweeting anatomy of the state and what the fuck happened in 1971 that's kind of what i think that that was um it was a power play yeah, I, I don't think it was for us necessarily. I, I, pure, not purely. It, yeah, it of really, course it has secondary benefits, but yeah. It was an inscrutable move, which means it, like it, there were probably a couple layers to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, regarding Jack's uh, sort of power and flexing, uh, it's worth noting uh, that Bitcoin Magazine uh, tweeted out today that uh jack is getting into mining through compass mining which i think sells uh like pre-built mining hardware uh so we like you you know you mentioned that china uh you know kind of chased out a lot of its miners well like you know here comes jack maybe to to fill that void and Mm -hmm. also like the fact that he runs a media company well what has moved the price of bitcoin more than uh than media right like other than you know just the slow build of awareness and number go up and long-term trends so the short-term movement has been through twitter like twitter specifically it's been a a lot of elon related stuff but like that's that's where the news spreads like wild wildfire if there's a big like five ten percent drop or or spike so, like, he controls, he's becoming increasingly powerful if he's getting into, uh, you know, mining and he can control sort of the this, uh, the sense of the health of Bitcoin. Dude, I mean, when you control the flow of information and you have the an exchange for, to, to, to get your money into Bitcoin. I mean, listen, if, if Jack plays his cards right, he could be the most powerful man in the world, like, in... in, in not too long. I'm not saying it'll necessarily happen, but I mean, he's literally in control of information. He is in control of exchange or in control with a charge, a large chunk of exchanging fiat for Bitcoin. Um, and if he starts to get into mining, I mean, you're, you're, you're looking at a, a very powerful individual 
the likes of which state act. And not only that, but an individual, not a bureaucracy, an individual. You're looking at an individual that has that that has power levels that probably states uh, most states, you know, there may be some more powerful entities within the most powerful uh, states, but most government entities couldn't couldn't even dream of touching. Um, When you control information like that, you, you just you can control the world. I mean, he destroyed Trump. Yeah. Like Trump is, is vanquished because of Jack. Yeah. Yeah. That's certainly, yeah, that's, that's not false. It's not false. I don't know. (laughs) The power move. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Rolla, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I sign off on, on pretty much all that. Um, it's just we're in such an interesting time. It is. It is. It's so weird. It's so. It's. It's just so weird. I keep. I keep coming back to that. It's so weird, and that particularly this with the backdrop of the Afghanistan debacle that just happened last weekend. With the Afghanistan debacle that happened this last weekend, the last twenty years, I guess, but the last weekend in particular. Um. I'm just starting to look around and saying who actually has power here. And I'm not sure I know the answer to that. Uh, What was there was, um, was it like the, one of the summits or something recently or not even recently, but like within the last six months or so where, um, I think it was the U S ambassador was talking to the Chinese ambassador and the U.S. ambassador said something and, you know, tried to wag his finger at China. And the Chinese ambassador just kind of said, like, the United States is not in a position of, like, trying to uh, push around their yeah. influence on us. I forget the exact yeah. words, but it was something like that. And holy cow. Like that's that's a big deal for another country to say, especially one that's as yeah. rivalrous, rivalrous as China. And right. the response was just like, okay, sorry. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if the United States federal government is essentially a paper tiger at this point. I, I, I know that that seems far-fetched, but some of the stuff that I'm seeing, I just, I don't like what, like what major thing would they have the political, social, or monetary capital to accomplish? At this point, I don't know. Well, I mean, not to get into this topic, but well, let's I get into it, are, Steffi. <laughs> I, I think we are seeing the tests of that domestically with yeah. like the, the COVID passport yeah. stuff. I, I they, agree. They, they've chosen to either die on the hill or to blink. We're like, crossing. Like, we're crossing the Rubicon. Yeah, and we're I don't know what's. I don't know what's going to happen because, like, there's been some like bonkers threats that have been made like oh we gotta i forget who said something about uh watching interstate boundaries uh like stopping the unvaccinated from crossing state lines like that is unenforceable that is simply unenforceable yeah yeah no yeah (laughs) but like you know we're gonna see like which guns the the u.s federal government chooses to stick to and and they may be a paper tiger and we'll find out in real time. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. DeSantis is going nuts in Florida doing basically whatever he wants and whatever 
you know, they can do down there and, and other states seem to be following in that direction. And if the federal government starts to really start trying to get aggressive with these policies and, and forcing states into things that they really don't want to do, I think you're going to see a standoff. And yeah. I, what's the federal government going to do when half the states just say, no, we're not yeah, doing I, I, that. The, right, exactly. And that, that that's the question is that, and it, and it does feel as though the feds are, are, are really forcing the issue. I mean, they are, but I think the only thing they can do is make these threats and talk a big game and hope that the states and a lot of big businesses just kind of do their bidding for them. But I think it's all I think it's all bark with no bite. No, no, a hundred percent. They can't do it. They can't actually do it on their own. No, they can't. And but 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 they do have a choice though, and that choice is to not go down this road. To not to they they had they they could they had an out. Right. Like they had an out after the vaccines and after the, the cases calmed down to just chill out this whole thing. But they didn't take it. And that's what's very weird to me is that they opted to take the increased hysteria and trying to lock down again. And I just don't think they have the capital to do it. And that just is boggles my mind. I don't really understand why they took that route. If they had taken the more uh, dovish route they may be able to dupe people into the fact that they have power for longer. But I, I think if it comes with this to a standoff, particularly with look, man, I mean, Texas and Florida have, and I, I have no faith in wheels, but uh, DeSantis, I mean, is a, it seems like he's got a spine, but if you, if you did have Texas and Florida, I mean, you're talking about almost a hundred million people. I mean, it's a third of the country, quarter of the country. Um, it's a shitload of people and a shitload of guns. Like I, I wouldn't want to go up against that. And, and, and it seems like they are determined to force the issue. And I, I just don't know if it's wise for them. So I want to introduce a conspiracy theory. Okay. That I think is great. My coworker said it to me. And as he was explaining it to me, I was like, there's no way this isn't happening. So, you know, like the whole like Russian propaganda and Chinese propaganda in the U.S. Well, is this what we were talking about like six months ago? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go. Like the idea that Russia and China are just are not just massively pumping propaganda into the United States, that that is not how this war is being fought right now. I think you just absolutely have your head in the sand and they're doing it on both sides. Like this, just all this social media stuff that just comes out of nowhere and it catches like wildfire. Like it's, it's very clear that social media has like bots and everything. And just like these farms of, of clicks and likes and everything. And like, where is this stuff coming from? You know, even, even something like, uh, RT Russia today, like they had, Ron Paul, they were like pumping Ron Paul and had Adam Kokesh gave him a show. Uh huh. So this idea, let me, let me also say that like the idea that propaganda is, is always like bad or stupid. If you believe it, no, it's just like, this is what we're doing right now is propaganda. Yeah. This is, this show is propaganda. Right. So like a lot of like, I think the Ron Paul movement, and this is going to sound weird that I'm saying this, but yes, I think a lot of the Ron Paul movement and the libertarian movement was pushed along by Russian propaganda um, the, the Russians or the, the Chinese were involved it, with it, and they were also pushing the dissenting views and everything else, all these other radical things just to kind of divide the people in the United States mm-hmm. and to radicalize everybody. Um, so 
yes, you've probably consumed a lot of propaganda from Russia that that influenced the way you think. That doesn't mean that like they were giving you bad information. They were just giving you they were just radicalizing you and they were amplifying information that may also be true. Right. And so I think that, um, you know, people on our side, we were fortunately fed a lot of the correct propaganda. (laughs) um, So we believe, so we, yes, yes. But, um, so you, so you have these factions growing and, you know, on the one hand, it's probably not great for the U.S. government that like Ron Paul's gaining a lot of power. But at the same time, there's this like radical leftist wing that's growing that is pushing up against it. But that just became like they ended up like doing the federal government's bidding for them. So it was like kind of a convenient thing. But then they let it get out of hand because they never really bothered to like manage it very well. And so all of a sudden they had this like intolerant minority on the left that um, people, it it was kind of useful for them because it helped move their agenda for a while. And I think the the middle of the country would just kind of like go along to get along because that was like the kind of the the Vogue thing to do to be a little bit progressive Mm -hmm. and hip and, Hey, we've got a black president and we're going to, you know, make gay marriage and then this other stuff that's cool and everything. But then they just like, were not able to keep that in check. And so it just started festering and festering and festering. And then it eventually like put the U S government got their balls in a mousetrap because like if they try to stop it and like admit what's actually happening, then it just like, it it would just like ruin like the idea that like, Oh, uh, you know, vast majority of Americans have just been like under the influence of foreign government propaganda for the last, you know, 10 years or something would, would just be an unmitigated disaster for them and and confidence in people because it's like we're you know, we're Americans and we have the American way and and you know and 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 also just to try to if they let it keep going then it's just going to just like these these idiot radical leftists are just going to destroy whatever they're trying to do because they're just going to be the loud obnoxious people that it's like Nancy Pelosi Elizabeth Warren and you know, whoever else, they are not the super radical leftists. They are the, you know, John McCain's basically, they just want, they're just fascists that they want their power and control and their, and their, um, you know, their crony capitalism and everything. And they'll, they'll talk a big game for the, for the, the super leftists and everything. But at the end of the day that they're not, they're, they're just the useful idiots for them. But like now, now the cows have, have you know gotten out of the fencing they're off the ranch and they can't get him back and so they're just kind of like what do you do because if they let him keep going they're going to just like splinter the left apart and they're going to lose kind of the center of the country because no one agrees with these super radical leftists but if they actually clamp if they uh if they clamp down on it and basically admit to everyone (laughs) oops yeah, uh, there's been a massive propaganda campaign. Um, so it, it's kind of it's 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 I don't know if it's true or not, but it's hilarious to to look at things from that perspective. I don't know what you guys think about that. If that made I mean, any I, sense I, at all, I I think it's uh, 
ultimately hilarious because you know there's this no, uh, notion in uh, Bitcoin world which is kind of like Manichaean, uh, like black and white. But uh, like I do it anyway. That like anything bad is is fiat that thing. It, like uh, so, I think all this like radical leftism is just like a fiat idea, right? Like it just can't. Like it's not organic. It exists because of academia. It's it's just like. It is a fake propped up notion and whichever ending we get as a society or, you know, as a country, globally, whatever, like none of them support these kinds of fiat ideas. So like, it's just doomed and it's going to collapse and it's going to be hilarious. Either Bitcoin wins and then, you know, sound money just kills the university system. Great. Or we get some kind of global collapse. Everyone has to, you know, believe in hierarchies not to die. Or we get total Orwellian fascism. And and then no one has any patience for the, these ideas. So no matter what, I'm just going to be laughing as as all of this just becomes irrelevant. Yeah, and speaking, speaking of the university system and China and stuff, like, half these people they're sending on, like, these exchange things, they're all spies. Like yeah, if you if you actually like and the coworker I was talking to about this stuff, one of the things like his his wife works at, at you know in a lab in a, in a university, and she was like, all the they get a lot of Chinese students and stuff, and like the stories that she would tell him about like what goes on with their like very like kind of weird and and kind of do their own thing and don't let anybody really see what they're doing, and then all of a sudden they just like disappear. Yeah, right. And it's just, and she's like, it's so weird. And he's just like, they're spies. They're spies. They're Chinese spies. And and when you like start digging into the stuff, there's all sorts of stories like that. Just weird stuff going with these oh, Chinese yeah, nationals dude. that come over. And, and it's like, well, and then you just see the stuff that happens with Hunter Biden that he's just like the, the bumbling idiot, like doing, getting involved with every single spy that exists out there. Well, we've, we've kind of covered we've kind of covered that like off off and on on TLE like the the number of Chinese spies here is totally nuts. I mean, the, the was it uh, Auburn University? Do you guys remember that where it was uncovered that like one entire department was basically Chinese spies? <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> and, was, and it, was it like the Chinese antiquity department? <laughs> I, no, no, no. It was like not. It was like that would have been that would have been like okay, but like it was not that department. <laughs> Um, it was found out that, that like the, basically the university was like chock full of Chinese spies. I think it was Auburn. We covered it on TLE like a year ago. Um, There's also Feinstein's, uh, personal assistant and, yeah, uh, and then Swalwell's Eric Swalwell. Yeah. 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 Oh, I mean, they're yeah. just like, we were just teeming with Chinese spies. And anytime you say it, it sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, it's like just Google shit. Even Google isn't censoring this shit. Like, well, what's it? It's, it's it, what's it called? Fifth generational warfare now. Like, yeah, there's there's wars. Like these countries don't like each other. The U.S., Russia, and China. Like the U.S. does not get along with these nations. They they're doing a battle of hegemony, hegemony, and they can't do it with bullets anymore. Right. They have to do it this other way. They have to do it with propaganda. They have. We're to do in it with World spies. War Three. We're in World War Three right now. That's right. that's my firm opinion. I think that COVID <laughs> is part of that. You know what's going to be hilarious is that like we'll know that the U.S. empire has collapsed because there will just suddenly not be any more Chinese spies. They're going to be like, <laughs> there's, there's, no there's nothing to, to steal. Like, the Chinese spies will leave and the frogs will be straight again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, could be. 
I, I, I do, I do think that we're in an information war right now and that's essentially world war three. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. Pay, pay attention like to the list, like pay attention to what's going on right now because we are seeing the world drastically change and yep. not just like with the, because of the lockdowns and everything and, and the stupid COVID stuff, but everything is changing. And like, I'd be a lot, I'd be pretty nervous if Bitcoin were not, like right in the thick of things. I would be horribly nervous if Bitcoin were not in the thick of things. I'd be yeah. terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I really would. Yeah, because I, I would have no idea what to do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's it's a weird it's a weird weird time. I said this on TLE and it hasn't been published yet. Now the, these will probably come out at similar times. But I think all of us here are about the same age, and I don't. You know, I, I know that we have younger listeners of TLE, and there's never, I've never felt like this before. And I've been conscious, like consciously aware of like myself and the government and the United States and China and what, and my relationship to those powers and et cetera, et cetera. You know, maybe not for that long, but like, maybe like, let's call it 18. So 15, almost well, 15 years. I've never felt, uh, so weird about like how like power and how it's being distributed and 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 um the the robustness of of institutions that i once thought were robust you know it's just a weird time i don't know if you guys have thoughts on that but it, it just feels very different right now and 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 i you know i was there for the finance i was an adult for the financial crisis in 08 um i was there for that and this doesn't feel like that it feels weirder yeah, um, it's man. I I don't want to like change the subject on you that much, but like with what's going on in Afghanistan, how just immediately, yeah, it felt like the government fell to the Taliban, mm-hmm. and then you see what I think is the U.S. government kind of grasping at straws. Yes with these videos of people trying to like get on airplanes as they're taxiing off the runway and they're whole, they're grabbing on these airplanes are taken off and they're falling from the sky and landing to their desks because they're holding onto wings and people, Oh, this is so look at all these people. And, and first of all, it's like, all right, you gathered like a small crowd of people in an isolated area. Like how do we know what percentage of that country that represents but anyway like you take a closer look you know the video i'm talking about where they had the c-17 yeah globe master taxing you had all these people running down oh and it, it was number 1109 yeah but oh, then yeah, <laughs> but that, and and then but then you take a closer look at that video and especially that one guy in the beginning who's waving his arms yeah he's smiling yeah and all these people are just like running around kind of jogging with it and like jumping up and down. It looks like they're like saying goodbye, Americans get out of here. And they're just kind of like jumping on it because it's what you would do. It's, it's like, when are you ever going to, and I I heard, and I don't know, I didn't see any video of this, but I heard that there was like video of them, like letting the people in at the airport or something. It just feels like the January 6th thing again, where it was kind of like, (laughs) yeah, it kind of does like not, not exactly perfectly choreographed but like they were they're in cattle shoots and showing like this like 
created the thing with the video to make it seem like they had a narrative that wasn't actually what was going on. And then, and then the end of that video, you see the, you know, the dots falling from the plane after it took off and mm-hmm. they're saying, Oh, those are people. Well, first of all, the idea that like they would take off with people hanging onto the airplane, like th- that would be a severe risk <laughs> to, the, to the flight of the airplane. You know, if someone gets sucked into it, to the engine or something, I mean, yeah, these, are, yeah. these are stinking enormous planes with enormous engines on it. But the other thing, even outside of that, do you remember, um, years ago, that kid that was in the, they thought was in the, uh, weather balloon hoax (laughs) i was watching that on tv and i said well hold on a second they said they gave rough dimensions of the balloon and i remembered that a balloon like a party balloon filled with helium could lift about 10 grams so i Mm -hmm. conservatively estimated the volume of a party balloon and then said like all right that can lift 10 grams and then you know uh figured out what uh, about very conservatively what a hot air, what a, what a weather balloon of that size could lift. And it was like four pounds or something, (laughs) not even close to like lifting a kid. And I'm sitting there watching this on the news. I'm like, there's no one in there. It it just, the physics just don't work out. And no one on the news media ever bothered to, you know, run a quick calc or anything. Of course not because it was too good of a story. And so, you know, I watched this video of people falling out of the plane and it was like, that kind of looked fast. And I did a rough calculate. I did a quick calculation. Oh boy. Free- here it was Rolo with the calculations. Yeah. Free fall. Uh, the time it takes for you to, you know, fall a certain distance. 9.8 meters per second per second folks. Yep. Yep. Uh, your, your distance equals one half your acceleration times the square of your uh, time. That will give you the distance uh, that you that you fall. You heard Take, it here first. 9-11 truth or Rollo yes. McFlugel. Uh, talking, yeah. about, <laughs> talking about free fall. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> um, but, uh, and, and that does not take wind resistance into account. So this is a uh-huh. conservative calculation. And it was about three or four seconds. Of you saw someone fall from the plane and land and three to four seconds is you would fall between 45 and 80 meters. That plane was way higher than that. Yeah. And you can judge it because the height of that plane is about 17 meters is a huge plane. So it looked like it was probably more like one to 200 meters in the air. And and also like other people were like doing like looking at stuff, maps and topography loving, and everything. I'm just loving the nine eleven feel of this. this I, so the 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 <laughs> best part is is I am not a nine eleven conspiracy. I know at it's, all. It, that's what's amazing about this whole thing is that you're not. But it just feels like nine eleven conspiracy. But all you have, but, but I'm saying like you do a quick, <laughs> basic calculation. <laughs> with rough numbers and you're not in the right, like you're, you're, you're like right on the edge of being out of an order of magnitude. Yeah. Not to mention that it just like drops straight down on the screen. You know, it doesn't, t- you know, it looks like someone didn't take perspective into account because the plane's flying away. The plane's flying, you know, a couple hundred miles an hour probably. And you drop something out of the plane it's it's it initially falls out of the plane going the same velocity as the plane 
So it's going to yeah. like appear it's going into the distance as it's as it's dropping. And it looks like it just falls straight down on the screen. Like there's just so much weird stuff about it that you have to say this is fake unless somehow they produce you know plenty of other proof but these are like four second video clips that they always show and so yeah. very easy to doctor very easy to fake and i think what i, what I was bringing all that stuff up is because they're just de- like they're desperate to to have some sort of like you know just completely and utterly embarrassed being in there for 20 years spending all this money all this resources spilling all this blood of american troops and Afghani citizens and everybody else, and they leave. And over the weekend, the Taliban just walks in and then shows pictures of them lifting weights, eating milk and cookies, and riding on bumper cars. And and, and you know, the whole dancing. right wing, everyone online is just like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I want to join the Taliban. Getting so much like, right wing support, American support online. But what brilliant propaganda by them. Like yeah. that's and and so just an utter embarrassment. And the only thing the U.S. can do is be like, well, there were some people that were so desperate for us that they like tried to jump on our plane and then they fell from the sky. So we basically killed them. <laughs> like I think that yeah. was the only thing that they could do, just be like, oh well, some of us, you know, there's there some people that appreciated us. It's like nah. Directed energy holograms. You heard it here first, folks. Rollo McFlugel. <laughs> 9-11 truther and Afghanistan conspiracy theorist. Don't get me on the uh, Jeff Fuel Camp Melt Steam still being. <laughs> no, people... I agree. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds in terms of what information is validated, what information is invalidated, but I'm sure it looks to me, uh, the, the overall feeling is that... Um, you know, and again, I was saying this on TLE, but uh, a lot of the times when we do stuff, it feels like we're, the government is four or five steps ahead and they're doing this for this reason or that reason. This one, it really felt like they were covering, covering their ass and they and it looks like they got really caught off guard and they are they knew they were fucked. Um, that was the feel of it to me. It just, uh, there, it was, because you got to remember that these guys still have to project power um, for you know, for China and Russia to to absorb, um, and I I don't think that was a very it didn't look very powerful <laughs> to me. Joe Biden's supposed uh, to be the most powerful man in the world, and he can't string together a sentence. Right? Like yeah, man. Like it's it's horrific seeing him try well, to talk. A, and what does that project to the rest time. of the world? Yeah. Yeah, it's just super weird time, dude. We're just a really, really weird time. I can't stress that enough. I know, you know, I said that earlier, but for the younger listeners, like, man, I, I just don't really remember a time like this. I don't remember a time where it felt so much like the uh, rubber had ceased to contact the road. <laughs> or uh, hydroplaning. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does feel that way. Uh, I don't know. Steppy, what, were you got any, got any thoughts as we start to round this thing out uh yeah no i mean every day i just wake up and it's a different 
it's a different pill in the pill box, you know, some days it's <laughs> the white pill. pill. Sometimes yeah. it's the black pill, the orange pill, uh, the, the clown pill. Yeah. Uh, just taking them all, taking them it, all. It, it really is like, it's nothing, nothing like 2008, 2009. No, like yeah. it, it, that at least like, you know, the narrative hadn't changed really. It was just like, all right, like, you know, this will bounce back and like yeah. eventually the mm-hmm. economy will be normal in 10 years. Like, but now it's just like, I don't even know what anything is from day to day. No, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, 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 uh, it's very disorienting. Um, it is, although I'll say it's refreshing. Like it's, at least it's a change of pace. At least it's like, it's not like it's like, uh, oh, your life's going to suck for a while and then we're going to get back to your regularly scheduled neoliberal world order. I really don't think that that's going to happen. Um, although this life might suck for a while, but uh, yeah, it, it really feels weird. It re- feels like a different thing. Um, and I've been, and, and to close this out, you know, I've been, not to, to say I'm anything close to a scholar on it, but uh, it's interesting how little we know about the collapse of the Soviet Union and like how little that's taught and how little that's really even talked about, even in Nassassian or Austrian circles uh, relative to everything else. And maybe there's a reason for it. But, uh, you know, I've been going back and kind of trying to cobble together some Internet stories and, and, and articles and watching some documentaries on the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I got to tell you, there's some really weird parallels uh, and I don't know if, if, if it's time yet, but uh, it certainly seems like it could be. I don't, you know, I don't know about y'all's take on that, but uh, it's there. It just feels like we're at the edge of something, and uh, the other side of that does not welcome um, uh, increased U.S. hegemony. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know much about the fall of the Soviet Union, um, but. I think it matches a lot the fall of Nazi Germany. And I know you're not allowed mm-hmm. to compare anything to Nazi Germany, but uh, just like look at what the fascist state of Nazi Germany did with the economy. Um, there's a, and I talk about this book all the time, but it's called The Vampire Economy. Vampire by, Economy. I need like to read Gunter that. Ryman. He, he wrote it in 1939. And Damn, is that when he wrote it? Yeah. And he was saying like, well, we, he was like very matter of fact in the forward being like, here we know the German economy is just destroyed and it's just in shambles and, and the worst, wow. you know, it's basically they're running on fumes. And, and at the end, it says September 1939. Like, Holy cow. This is not what everyone else says about it. But, you know, with with this technological advancement and innovation that gets come out with that they force it through just because it's like, he, you know because they were running out of resources and so they pushed the stuff through and you know they for, for because of fascism is a terrible way to run an economy they had to start developing all this new stuff and and using you know not the ideal materials for things which just created this negative feedback loop on everything and uh you know just you read that book i i read that book and i was just like holy cow like this could be written about the U.S. right now, and I and I read that book four or five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just more and more is becoming true in it, and and I think it's what happens because this is the United States is a fascist economy. I mean, that's what it is. Everyone tries to come up yeah. with like, oh, it's crony capitalism. Yeah. It's this, 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 it's it's fascism. I love it's, the the, it, the uh, 
the 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 constant like not a private company bro like refrain yeah. from libertarians it's like guys we've had the the word for this for a really really long time it's just literally fascism yeah and, and if you read i mean you read the stuff from the 40s like the road to surfed and by hayek or as we go marching by john flynn and, and they're talking oh, about yeah as we go marching yeah have you read that yeah mm-hmm. yeah that that's another that was the best thing about that book was the first page he goes this was written in the 40s. He goes, you know, everyone likes to throw around the word fascism, but no one actually knows what it means. Yeah. <laughs> that was way back then. But I mean, those books all the way back then, they they were the canaries in the coal mine being like, yo, mm-hmm. we just fought mm-hmm. a world war to eliminate fascism yeah. and fight against it. And we're doing the exact same thing now. And now we're seeing the, you know, the chickens are coming to roost. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> for exactly. for what happens when you do that. Um the the Germans were trying to expand around Europe, not because necessarily they had this this idea of world domination, but was be- was because they're running out of resources and they needed to conquer yep. these other places to get the resources to keep their their engine spinning. And you know, why does the US fight all these wars? Because of the petrodollar, they they need to have this this global empire so that they can keep their hegemony because they need the resources of people that that come from people using their money as the global uh, reserve standard. And and it's it's the vampire economy is the perfect way to describe fascism because it sucks the lifeblood out of it. it. It's it's totally unsustainable in the long run. And it just ends up collapsing. Well, I mean, to round this out, I think we're, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I, 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 I feel like we're getting there. Uh, I think we're, 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 we're closer than people think. Um, I mean, that's probably a lot more gut than it is uh, peer reviewed science, but uh, it just seems it just seems uh, as though we're running out of running out of runway here um, to continue with the malfeasance that we want to continue with. I say we, uh, but you know, you all know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I, I think well, that's a good enough place. Steffi, qu- quick, quick straw poll: uh, yeah. How many more presidential elections between zero and let's say two do you do you think we're gonna have? <laughs> I, i'm at one i, th- I think we're, we got one left I, i'm not at two i can tell you that uh i'm curious to hear rollo because rollo is always my uh I, i'm <laughs> i'm always the guy that's willing to fly off the handle rollo feels like my uh my my uh calming talisman <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to say two, and I would say more than that. I think they can just, like, kind of keep it going for a while. Uh, I don't think so. Like, well, well, kind of on paper, they'll keep it going for a while. It won't really mean anything within yeah. two. Um, it just and, – and maybe it's just kind of the – what's it called? Bias. Normalcy. That, like, yeah, that I can't, like, picture what it would be like to not have a presidential election. But I mean, I'll I'll say this. I would be shocked. I. I'll go on the record. I would be shocked if we had another one. Wow. 
Yeah. That's where I think we're at, man. That's where I think we're at. I, 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 because if we're at 2021, you're giving me another three years. Um, yeah, three years is what time of what Biden is, is essentially a vegetable. Kamala Harris is totally incompetent. Everybody's figuring that out now somehow. Um, so what, even if that structure still survives, the path to them getting somebody in there that is acceptable to the people is not an election because we've got another three years to go. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if we're, we've already, you know, and, and, and to, to further this in the minds of half of the Americans, that number's negative one. We didn't even have a legitimate <laughs> election last year. And I, I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit one way or another. Um, but I don't necessarily disagree with them. Oh, I mean, it was absolutely stolen. Yeah, for it sure. Seems, seems, I mean, and seems, and and from what I hear, pretty cut and dry to me. What I hear about what's going on in like the court because it's that stuff has not gone away. Like in the state courts, no. they're still going through this, and like the the people on the side of, hey, they stole this election are winning. Yeah, I mean, so I Steppy, you didn't even offer the negative one answer, but I might even That's I true. might even answer that. I, I don't I don't know that we go back. I especially after the calamity that was that was this last election, whichever side you land on, and probably all three of us would say we land on none of the sides. I don't really well, give it's, a shit is one it, way or another. Is it negative too? Because the left never accepted Trump as well, president. Yeah, that's true. But at least he he, he did run the, the country as a president, essentially. Although right. yeah, they did yeah. No, I mean point well taken. Point well taken. Well, whatever you decide, whether it be negative one or negative two, I think certainly the last election uh coming from three anarchists uh that don't really give a fuck what the outcome was in any way, shape or form, um who you know I, I would say that that was that that seemed pretty suspect. Well, yeah, and, I think that's that's a good point. You just said, because at the end of the day, like every year that goes by, I care less and less about what the federal government does. Yeah, because care, one, because really. they're just like losing control. And also, I just keep stacking Bitcoin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, You're becoming a more powerful individual. And and and, and I, I do I do. I, I am glad Biden won because I, I, I do. I believe he's weak. And I, I do think about that in terms of the coming years and the coming, maybe the coming months. Um, I, th- I think that Biden could be, if, if, if you make the corollary to the USSR, I think he could be the Gorbachev because he, 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 he may be weak enough to just let this thing split up. And the last thing I want is as much fun as Trump was. And as much as I do kind of agree with some of the populist right wingers on a, on, on a couple of subjects that have been taboo and it's frustrating for them to be a taboo for a long time. Um, I don't want a MAGA uh, unite America wave in the midst of a breakup because I want us to break up. And so I think I'm glad that Biden stole the election. If he indeed stole it, which I think probably he did. Um, because I think that's better for our interests. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, fellas, we got any more big brain thoughts? We got any more smooth brain thoughts? Any more? Uh... Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. Get on a Bitcoin also, standard. Milk and cookies. Milk and yeah, cookies, yeah. Baby. So you can buy all cards. the milk and cookies. Yeah, yeah, no, but 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 seriously, buy like 
and this is what we said on the episode that got all screwed up, but like with all the nonsense with COVID and the lockdowns and threatening your stuff, like I would feel, and I'm, I'm going to bring this up just because I think it's, I think it's important for people to hear it without Bitcoin. I would be really terrified about the state of the world, not just with the weird, with the way that like global power is transitioning, but just with what the federal government or the business that I work for, the businesses around me, my state government, local governments, you know, there's all these threats. My attack surface is pretty huge. Uh, but Bitcoin gives me the opportunity to, one, just opt out of their monetary system that has all, all sorts of benefits, but two, also like actually save money and accumulate mm-hmm. the value that I create. So that if something does go belly up, if if there's like vaccine passports or my company enforces a, uh, you know, a vaccine mandate that you have to get the vaccine, if it, I'm going to say, don't test me because yep. it's going to be a lot more painful for you to replace me than it is for me to going to be without a job for an indefinite period of time because I've accumulated Bitcoin and now have actual savings that I can live on that I'm not reliant on my job to earn me a, a, a you know, month to month paycheck. I have buffer yep. that, that, can, that can sustain me through some some pretty serious rough patches. And so I'm able to stand up a lot taller as a result because of that. And I don't have to kowtow to this this stuff. And I can I can make them force their hand. I can force their hand on stuff. And it's like, all right, you you want to enforce this policy? Then you're gonna have to really, really enforce this policy on me because guess what? I'm not budging because I don't have to. So that's why, like, protect yourself from this stuff by having something, by having hard money that is censorship resistant, because people are going to continue to want Bitcoin more and more. And so if you're going to need to get stuff, Bitcoin's the way to do it because they can't stop you and people want it. And and one day you might be eating milk and cookies in your boss's chair. Oh, yeah. Playing go karts with an AK forty seven in your hand. It's true. <laughs> I saw that one video of them all dancing. I'm like, it's so good. Why man. can't we walk around with AK forty seven? I know. Like, I what know. are what are one their, day one day their, guys? Chili chili five chili five. What are the gun violence rates over <laughs> there with everyone walking around with an AK forty seven? I I doubt I doubt it's worse. Probably than Chicago. not. Yeah yeah, not worse than South Chicago. I can pretty much guarantee you that. Uh, yeah, no, maybe even Chili Chili Four. If we if we play our cards right, maybe Chili Four we're uh, we're we're finally able to grow out with the AKs out as well. Well, Steppy, um, if you're able to come to my barbecue next month, bring an AK forty seven. Is that allowed in New Jersey? I uh, I d- doubt well, it I'm highly. In, I'm in Pennsylvania, so you can uh, it'll it'll be fine here. I guess I don't know. All right, there you go. Well, fellas, I appreciate you so much for joining me on this episode. Rolo, I'm sorry that our last episode got ruined. I'm going to try and revive the audio, but I'm I'm not hopeful because I've listened to quite a bit of it. It's yeah, hopefully hopefully I didn't overshadow you as much in this episode so you didn't feel uh, like yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, speaking of overshadowing, why don't you give us, uh, Rolo, why don't you give us your plugs and the Steppy, give us your plugs and, and we'll boogie on out of here. Yeah, uh, there's three places you can catch me. It's the Rollo and Slappy Show over at Uh I'm sure everyone who 
you know, I think we have the same listeners, <laughs> but uh, yeah, basically a Bitcoin podcast uh, from the perspective of, of two libertarians, Slappy Jones and I, and then Slappy and I also have libertymugs.com where liberty, libertarian and Bitcoin theme mugs. And then finally, uh, if you want to learn about Bitcoin, but you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose with it, um, we run a website called bitcointrickle.com, where if you sign up with your email address, we will send you an email, a couple emails a week, just kind of slowly trickling, dripping Bitcoin information to you. So you can get up to speed, um, starting from square one with no knowledge. So that's good for people. You know, if you, even if you know about Bitcoin, you want to just make sure, go through it again, give yourself a, uh, a better, a better grasp or, if uh, you've got friends and family that you know are going to be asking about Bitcoin because it's it's catching on, send them over there and and we'll do the heavy lifting of teaching for you. Cool. Uh, Steppy? Hey. Steppy. Hey, uh, catch me on Twitter at <laughs> please no. <laughs> Did you drop out? Well, shit. Stephanie oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I was talking into mute. That's funny. I actually, I you can find me on Twitter at uh, Pascal's underscore Wigger. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, do you want to plug any, anything else no. or is that it? That's it. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in to this uh, episode of The Signal, and uh, we'll catch you next month.